Francis receiving the stigmata, Giotto. Luke 10 1-12, 17-20. Today we have a portrait of the Great Commission of the Church. This is what the Church exists to do. To be baptized, is to be on mission, to take the good news to those who need it. Talk of mission, however, can make Catholics uncomfortable. We can associate evangelization with those like the Jehovah's Witnesses, knocking on doors and being a right nuisance. Pope Francis himself, has repeatedly spoken against proselytizing, i.e., going out to make converts, like the JWs, but the Pope repeatedly speaks of the need to evangelize. What is it then, that we are really called to do? In this, the lives of some of the great saints of the Church can help us. I'm thinking particularly today, of St. Francis of Assisi. Francis was the son of Pietro, a relatively wealthy cloth merchant. His mother was quite pious, but his father was more interested in his son being a successful businessman than anything holy. Francis did not disappoint his father. He was good with making money, but apparently, even better at spending it. He was completely worldly, loved fine clothes, partying and chasing women. He also had a great thirst for fame. There was no quicker way to win glory than through conquest and Francis joined a war effort only to be captured and put in prison. He would have to spend a year in very miserable conditions, where his health started declining seriously. He was finally ransomed by his father, but he now seemed to be in a kind of deep depression and filled with a sense of self-loathing and guilt. He was no longer the fun-loving, mischievous lad people knew. A year later, as his depression seemed to lift, he decided to join another war effort. He hadn't gone too far, when in a dream, he understood God to be telling him to return and await a different kind of knighthood. He was now adrift, not knowing what to do and appearing increasingly erratic. He was tormented by the state of his soul and his frivolous previous life. He was wandering dressed in rags and soon people started mocking him to the point of throwing mud and stones at him. He started spending increasing amounts of time in prayer and solitude in a cave just outside Assisi. All of this caused his parents increasing concern. He gave away lots of his father's money to the poor, and his father tried to stop him by bringing him to the bishop. In response, Francis removed the clothes he was wearing, laid it at his father's feet and said I called Pietro di Bernadone my father. From now on, I will only say our father dot with that he went away, liberated from his last anchor to society. Francis slept and prayed at the church of San Damiano before the crucifix. At one point, the crucifix is said to have come alive, and Jesus spoke to him, giving him his commission to rebuild the church. Francis took this quite literally and started repairing the church, begging for stones to build the church. Halfway through this time, a couple of others, inspired by his way of life, came to join him. This perplexed Francis because he did not know what he was supposed to do with any followers. It was never Francis' intention to start a movement or preach to anyone. He found that as he took up his life of prayer and poverty, people were attracted to him, and it naturally lent itself to preaching. Slowly, several started joining his newfound movement. Francis himself was not much of a preacher. The quotation so loved by Catholics, preach at all times. Use words when necessary was very suited to him, because his whole life was a performance of the gospel. He had no judgments on anyone. He greeted people with peace, as it says in the gospel. It is said that his presence which was so compassionate, along with his greeting caused people to truly experience this peace he bestowed on them. What Francis embodied is the true spirit of being a witness, of evangelization. The idea that evangelization involves an imposition of power or simply clever rhetoric is completely against its spirit. True evangelization emerges from our brokenness, our own knowledge of needing a Savior. It is irrevocably tied to the cross. It is what Paul speaks about in the second reading, that he boasts about the cross. 
For Francis, his remaking would have been impossible without the time he spent in prison and his later humiliation when he returned from war. This suffering showed him the poverty of his life and his need for Christ. It was out of this very poverty that he preached. All this might sound like we have to give up our jobs, take up radical poverty and beg before we evangelize. Far from it. Saints like Francis show us that the gospel is true and how to understand it for our own lives. Not everyone is called to live like Francis. Evangelization then becomes, as one person I heard mention, one hungry man telling another where he can find food. Given the above, let me just pick on some of the instructions that come in the gospel itself. First, prayer. There is no evangelization without prayer. We are commanded to pray for the salvation of the world. It is not something we can omit. Maybe pray for the burdens you feel in your heart regarding the state of the world. Are there people in your family, in your workplace, among your friends who do not know Jesus? Pray for them. We will pray only when we notice the need of the other. If we are busy with our own lives, going from one event to the next, we will not always notice those in need around us. If we're always scrolling through our phones, we won't see the person next to us overcome with sadness. Maybe it's too difficult to talk to them. But we can pray for them. The second, carry no purse. Poverty. To know our poverty is to know our need for Christ. It leads to us reorienting my life around the gospel, not around wealth or the values of the world. We will then have the confidence to share Christ with others as well. Third, provision. Receive those who come. It is to support the missions. We are called to participate financially, through our gifts, to support those already on mission. In doing these, our hearts change. We can discover and begin to fulfill the mission that God has entrusted to each of us. Mm-hmm.